Welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Tabitha Denholm. So Tabitha is the director of music videos, documentary shorts, commercials. Uh, she's directed music videos for Florence and the Machine, Jennifer Hudson, Haim. Her work has been nominated for MTV Video Music Awards, and she is the founder of Women Under the Influence, which is a collective whose sole purpose is dedicated to celebrating and supporting female filmmakers. So here's what I need you to do. Go to womenundertheinfluence.org to sign up for their mailing list so you can be alerted to all of their super cool monthly screenings, panels, and events that are held at a place called Neuhaus in Los Angeles. Uh, I've been to these events and they're pretty fucking cool, which is why Tabitha is on the show today because she is very inspiring to me and just doing so much cool shit. And not only is she creative and interesting and so talented herself, but she's creating this space for women to help each other, support each other, celebrate one another, and that's so needed. Um, you can also buy a very cool, buy a very cool Women Under the Influence t-shirt um, by going to the website. And the t-shirts are made by this really innovative, environmentally responsible company uh, that I'm newly obsessed with called Everybody World. And I have one of these t-shirts. Tabitha gave me one today. Um, and I've cut it into a crop top. And let me just say, people are loving it. They are loving it. So uh, anyway, for more Tabitha and Women Under the Influence updates and inspiration in general, you can find her and follow her on Instagram at Women Under the Influence. Um, if you want to be friends with me on social media, I think that's a great idea. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alexi Wasser. Always feel free to send me emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And uh, today, Tabitha and I, we go on a tangential journey as per the use, where we talk sexism, women in film, her journey from modeling in London to being one half of the DJ duo Queens of Noise, finding her way to becoming a director, throwing parties, Marilyn Manson, carpets matching the drapes, handbags, breakups, canoodling, sexual harassment, and the whole recent... Cine family scandal, which is disgusting and horrible. Um, yeah, so we, we definitely touch upon that. And, uh, and then we talk about the exciting story of how Tabitha and I met and just a million other things. Listen, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. I read every comment and you doing all those things really does help me grow the show. Um, Love Alexi is a listener-supported show, so if you want to make a donation, feel free via Venmo at Alexi Wasser, and I will give you an uber warm thank you shout out the following week. Um, and I just, I also want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all the girls who came out this past Saturday, August twenty-sixth, to uh, my girls' night in event. And there are all these wonderful, kind-hearted girls, and you know, oh my God, it was very hot. It was very hot in the place where the uh, where the evening where the event was held, but uh, it was beautiful. We all sat around in a circle and drank rosé and chatted, and every girl went around and shared what she was experiencing and going through, and it just kind of like turned into this, uh, you know, free-form conversation where everybody was giving each other not necessarily advice, but just sharing and it turned into a lovely conversation that uh, I know that I needed to I just it's it was just so nice being in a group of girls because I had a lot to say I usually don't share at these that these things I let everybody else talk but this this time because of a lot of things that have been happening this month I really needed to share so anyway thank you to all the girls who made it such a beautiful night is my point point. Um, and now I'm going to shut the fuck up 
so you can enjoy what we're all here for to begin with, so you can enjoy my conversation with the badass, inspiring uh, director, just radical inspiration in general, Tabitha Denholm. Now entering Nerdist.com. Is it on? Oh man, how are you doing? Cool. Hi. Oh my god, we're finally doing it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it took us too long. Too long. No, 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 no. Which is Aristotle? Any, we met, already met. met. Oh my god. How did you meet downstairs or upstairs? Down. Downstairs. You just knew she was here for me. Yeah, you were like, Alexi? With my words. With your words. Oh my God. I've got a practice. Oh, uh, we're already recording. It starts this. Oh my God, look how hip and beautiful you are. And you're just like effortlessly chic. I'm, I had a phone issue I've, today. I've listened to some of your podcasts. So I know how oh charming you are. Oh God, so are you serious? everything with a punch of salt. I'm so, oh my God, I'm not charming because I'm just like, got to be charming on the podcast. It must be. I'm actually like, you're only here because I like you. Or I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm like. <laughs> I've got. Uh, I always like the people I'm talking to. Because obviously I was. Uh, Looking back, such good people. I such like, good people. I was like shit, <laughs> like raise my game. Oh my god, who are the good people? Who are the well, good? We're just Janixa and um, Brett. Brett. Oh, did you listen to those? Yeah. Oh, so, oh I haven't listened to Janixa. I listened to Brett's. Oh my god. And then I listened to Liz's. <laughs> Liz Carey. Yes. Re- that's so random. That is a random one. Is because I was. I'm going to try and do a podcast next year. A Women Under the Influence one. Oh great. Not like you do it though. Not with me presenting because I. Don't no, think that would be great. Listen, I'm not afraid of a little competition, a little healthy competition. No, no, that's fantastic. But it would be between uh, like an actress talking to a director or yeah. people who are all costume designers or different people in film talking to each other. Yeah. That's what it would oh be. Oh my God, we have so much to talk about. I was like looking up your Wikipedia. I was like, I had no idea. I couldn't believe it. And we have a mutual friend. Uh, who, uh, who's our Do mutual friend? On? Yeah, put those on. Hi. Put those on. Oh, Andy, our mutual friend. Andy, you, you probably hang out with him more. Andy? Don't you have her name, Which Andy? Andy Kappa? Uh, new, is it Newhouse? Oh, uh, Andrew, Newhouse. No, how do you say his last name? Newhouse. No, you don't even know. <laughs> Newhouse. Oh, my God. Well, shout out to uh, whatever his name is. Anyway, but he was, uh, it turns out he listens. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm trying to get Tabitha he's, on. He's one of those people that it just makes it his business to be everywhere. And you're like, how how, how can you be everywhere? I know. I thought you what guys were best. Do? That's exactly how I feel. He might hear this, but that's okay. We're okay Wait, with you hearing this. We're on live now. We've been recording the whole time. It's always like that. Okay, I'm glad I didn't say vagina yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> <gasps> Exclusive. Anyway, okay, it's already been said. We can cross oh, it on the list. I'm going to do this then. What? I got you a present. You did? Oh, my Oh my God. Oh. Branding. Oh, my God. I'm so annoying, by the way. I'm like, oh, my God. <gasps> it's a cool woman woman under the influence t-shirt. And it's, hold on, wait. What size is this? Small as it gets. This is very, you can tell. How did you find, you can tell this is going to hang perfectly. Oh, when you have the boobs will poke out a bit and then it'll hang right over my cool jeans. <laughs> I can't believe this. Aristotle, do you see this? I love it when my guests bring gifts. You can like tie it in one of those like knots under your yeah. boobs to make it more sexual. I will maybe, <laughs> depending on how insecure I feel that day. Oh my God. Thank you so much. This is great. This is actually like not me just being like, thank you so much. This is great. This is me being like, I will wear this. Oh, because I'm going to get a pair of Jesse Cam uh, high-waisted, do you know those pants? Jessie I Cam. don't, but I like the way you're going with the waistline. Okay. I'm going, It's very, they're extremely high-waisted. Janixa has a pair. I think I'm trying to copy her because I feel like I'm just like on her dick. She's all of our style icons. Yeah, she's incredible, right? But you're so fucking style. But like, that's if. But I'm gonna wear this shirt, this t-shirt now, 
with these pants, these ridiculously expensive Jesse Cam pants that are available at, uh, I mean, I'm not being paid to talk about this, but uh, at... uh, (laughs) Mohawk General Store. Oh, they! I can't. I don't even go in that. Shop. I can't. I don't. I can't afford to go in it. I can't. I had a boyfriend who bought me a purse one time, and he he showed me the purse, and he went, "I got this for you." And I opened it up in my apartment on my birthday, and I went, "He's like, do you like it?" And I and I I never say what I don't mean. I really don't. And I I went, "Oh my goodness! Oh, thank you so much." But I, yeah, I don't. I was like, I don't. It's <laughs> just not cold, me. Just straight in there. Gonna, and then we he was like, "Well, you can return it, and we'll exchange it for something at." And we will start officially podcasting in a minute. I'm just catching up. I just got out of my lift. Long story. You're like, I can exchange this for one pair of socks at my home. Well, well, no. He bought this purse for me. And he's like, I got it at this place called Mohawk General Store, blah, blah. Didn't like the purse at face value. Because when, when you say purse, do you mean handbag? Handbag. Oh, exactly. That is handbag. Higher. Yeah. Okay. That's a bigger gift. Yes. So we get to the place. And I'm just thinking like... I was like, I don't like the shape of it. It's not my style. It's kind of corny. Whatever. We go back to the store, and he doesn't tell me how much he paid for it. And then the sales girl, who has, like, no tact and isn't as graceful and doesn't give a fuck, and she's like, I, I was like, three bars of gold. It was pretty much. She was like, that's, she was like, that's a $1,400 bag. And what? I was like, what? I know. Where is he? I can't. Well. <laughs> give me his number I, if you are no longer together. I will, actually. Good luck. This is a classic. I'm a feminist, but. But. I know. <laughs> give no, me his number. It's true. We can be feminists, but want to be like, listen. I, I want to feel cozy and take care, know that I can you know have a, have a baby and uh, know that the man can afford a fourteen hundred handbag for me while I'm exhausted. I mean, I've never experienced that, but in my imagination, it's kind of cool. He was an addict, a horrible, horrible addict. He was an addict. How can he afford a handbag? He must have rich a parents. Functioning? No, no, very functioning. Who knows? Anyway, you were going out with Galliano. <laughs> oh, Galliano! Isn't he like gay and dead? Is he dead? Of course, he's not dead. Oh, does he the to homophobic? The world. To the fashion world? <laughs> no, no, he said it. He was no. said an anti-Semitic thing. Oh yeah, but let's get off this. Okay, so. <laughs> So my point is, going to wear my beautiful, cool T-shirt. Where can people find these? I wasn't sure. I'm not sure who dies sometimes. But we, uh, where can we find these? Oh, women? you can. They're uh, women under the influence. Beautiful T-shirts available on Everybody World's website on my website as well. But Everybody World is a great company that uh, it's all responsibly sourced. They recycle. They're cotton, and and it's a brilliant idea because. All of their collection is the dream items of someone that they love. So it's like your dream jumpsuit, your dream jacket. Are you serious? They make those? Yeah. So they get one person with a story and then they're like, I really want a jumpsuit that I can wear like day to night. And then they make that and then everyone else can buy that. We're making a red power suit jacket. You are? <laughs> I want to I want to talk to them. Yeah, everybody will. They're the best. Oh my god. Cuz I love I love here in LA there's this such a nice community, especially like small local kind of women run businesses and we're all like, "Hey, let's do things together. Let's yeah. support each other." It's like, good. It's it's a great great thing to do and I remember I met the women uh behind that company and I was seated next to you at that event after the election everybody was just so depressed. At the nighttime, the tequila, Adwa. Oh yeah, at Girls Talk, another great organization. Girls, Girls Talk. Talk, and you and I were sitting next to each other, and we kind of I hadn't seen you in a while, and because we'll talk about how we met and everything. I have to finish this. <laughs> will we? We will. <laughs> we will. Oh, but I have to say, okay. So Mohawk General Store. Wait a minute. Oh God. 
So now I have this gift. So returning that purse, I got this purse that I guess was only six hundred. What a fucking piece of shit I am right now. Whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> this purse was uh, a measly six hundred dollars. I had this gift certificate left over, and now I have my eye on this pair of four hundred dollar high waisted Jesse Cam three hundred thirty five dollars. I think Jesse Cam very high waisted pants that bow out a bit that Janixa has every pair of. I hope she was gifted. Who knows? She's she's flourishing. Probably. She can do whatever she wants. Um, and then I'm gonna wear you. I'm gonna wear, buy a white pair of those pants using the remnants of my gift card with this cool shirt. And I do want to talk to that company about, that would be so great to have like a, a blue or black, like pow, like denim, not denim, but you, like power suit. You'd be like our, pa- you'd like, be our poster girl. Yeah. In those high waisters and that t-shirt. That's my plan. That, and then also, excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> I have horrible allergies. Um, not to me, I hope. No. <laughs> it's Aristotle. I'm just kidding. Not at all. Never. Um, but I want like a full on uh, whatever you just said. What's Jumpsuit. This? Jumpsuit. Oh, get it. They're the best. <laughs> I live in it. The, I got a pair of high-waisted trousers that are very apt for a 42-year-old woman. Elasticated at the back. Boom. Are they really? Boom. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you 42? Yeah. I love this. I'm 36. We look great. You've got... All the, it's all to come. It's all to come. It is? Oh, my God. I'm having a coughing fit right now. Break, break. <laughs> Should I sing or something yes, to fill sing. the gap? We are the world. We are the children. She's gonna make. She's back. Let's make excellent. This is gonna make for an excellent podcast today. Me uh, <laughs> coughing here and there. Okay. Hello. Hello. So here's what I want to know. When you're at a party, one of these parties that Andy's at, and you're like, what are you doing here? What do you do? How are you out again? <laughs> when you're at a party and people are like, what do you do? Because it's an L.A. question. And I actually don't mind that because I am like every, what I do matter. I, I enjoy. <clears throat> what do you say? Because you're a multi-hyphenate. So. I say I make music videos. Because if I say I'm a director, people are like, ooh. Um because in LA you have to sort of specify because that means if you say I'm a director people immediately go to film and then I have to take their expectations and bring them down a notch they're like it's just music videos Um, uh, so I just go in with I make music videos and then they always say producer and I'm like no director so I get to take the low expectation and bring it up a notch oh my god not saying that producers aren't (laughs) as valid as directors but it just gives me a certain satisfaction because I always assume you're the supporting cast oh because you're a woman of the vagina is that true that really is true people always say producer and I'm like no I feel like there aren't enough then I say in a deep voice director director I feel like there aren't enough uh I, I have a I'm making something and I have a female producer and I like love her and she's such a badass. And then I, I was listening to Christine Vachon on being interviewed on, I don't know what podcast, some podcast. And, uh, and she, she was saying how there's not enough female producers. So we got to get more female directors, producers, all of this stuff. I mean, there are way more. I mean, there's a lot of female producers. Really? I mean, yeah. Because, wow. uh, you know, it is that kind of maternal one role where you're, you're helping someone achieve their vision. Oh, wow. Yeah, like my and dating then, life until now when I really realized, <laughs> hey, wait, I want to take care of me. I'm going to do my thing and stop dating directors and uh, whatever and uh, be a director. So, okay, you say you are, but also, I need your whole life story here because I was looking up Queens of Noise. What the fuck? Pete Doherty. Oh, whoa. What? That's on, whoa, that's... That's on your that's on your Wikipedia. No one said that to me in a while. Oh, my God. Well, I'll write, like, okay, so... <laughs> Take me through it. Where were you born? I was born in Scotland <clears throat> and uh, and I was adopted. Oh, really? In Scotland. And then I was brought up near London. But everyone's kind of Scottish. But yeah. I don't have 
obviously I don't have a Scottish accent. I don't know, okay. probably here people can't tell the difference. I have no idea what's going on. I'm <laughs> like, what? This is so exciting. Wee! <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, international. Love Alexi goes international. This is very local. I mean, they're kind of different countries, but it's very <laughs> local. Um, uh, yeah. Adopted. So that was that. And then... You know, I mean, like, how deep do you want to go? I mean, I want to know how you ended up here and then you're... Well, um, short answer. Oh, a few other things. A few other things happened. And then eventually I was a DJ. Yeah. How uh, that you guys met at a party? <laughs> what is this party? I was just like, I think, what's the word? Drifting? You were? Uh, like in your, in your early I was like 20s? A, I was like a model in inverted commas. Oh, yeah. With Storm. Yeah, God. I, I mean, I did a little <laughs> bit read. of research. My God, I did some stuff. It's kind of like some kind of, you know, I was kind of like a model when people were like, we don't really want a model. Oh, shut up. And they would up. be like, but she's kind of kooky. You're, well, that's how I was a model too. And that's how I felt. <laughs> There's a massive poster of you, but. There is? On, in a plane. Oh, great. Some virgin advert. Good. I see every day and like. And I'm like, I gotta do that fucking podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. I I really love it when I'm like either breaking up with someone or dating someone and we're driving, and then we like pass the thing, and and then I point myself out like an asshole. I'm like, oh, there I am. Oh my god. Um, funny story. The money I used to get the first my first like chunk of cash to get to LA yeah. was because I did a, a advert for a lesbian. Uh, website. I'd just been to Burning Man. Oh. I've been to, I actually had been a bit to come here to like spend some proper time here. And I came back and I was like, I am, you know, sexually awakened and yes! feeling loosey-goosey. And then uh, they were like, do you want to do this advert? But I mean, I don't know how to boyfriend, but um, do you want to do an advert? You're kissing a girl. And I was like, yeah, sure, cool. Um, I thought it was going to be this little advert that would be on like the back of, you know, like a local magazine. And then... Lo and behold, it's, they go crazy with this advertising campaign. Huh. It's on all the biggest billboards in London, like Oxford Circus. I love it. In the middle of London. Yes. Like the hugest billboard you've ever seen. Like there's like three. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then it becomes this like news story. Oh, my God. Because they've been in this other one with Sophie Dahl that had been controversial. Oh, I love her. And, uh, and then the tabloid, the sort of icky tabloid press gave me like an amount of cash to say like, hi, I'm Tabitha. Um. Yeah, didn't no story really. <laughs> they were like, "You don't get the money unless you say you're bisexual." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm bisexual." Whatever. Ah! And then, uh, and then they gave me the money, and then I came here. <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm bisexual too. Give me some money. I'm actually not bisexual. I wish I were bisexual. I probably am. But um, sorry to make this about me. Go on. Yes, yes. Oh my god. So how how long ago was that? How many oh, years that ago? Oh, that was like a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago. About a thousand. So you're modeling for Storm. You have a boyfriend. You you're you go to Burning Man. You're like I'm psych- I'm liberated sexually. I don't even want to know what happened at Burning Man. That means you go. I'm I'm awake. That's awoke too into long. My, that's too long a story. Too long a story. None of my god. I'm god emphasis. Um. Also, what's your nail color here? What is this? Um. Well, spotlight is my favorite one. An orangey red. I love an orangey red. Yeah, I'm gonna do that next time. I always get Milongo wine. It's like a deep crimson for those of you guys who can't see because it's an auditory experience. But um, let's talk about colors. Let's talk about colors. Um, so so okay. basically, I met Maraid, uh, who is uh, a very uh, she's a force of nature. I was very like um, always. It's quite. Let me let me try and like yeah. put this in a very short way. Um, um, I was adopted and brought up in a house which was very unartistic. Mm-hmm. And then to you, it was almost like, oh, it was almost like 
this kind of crazy idea. If you ever did anything sort of artful, art-based or creative, like there was like the most crazy thing in the world to yeah. think you could ever make any money or do anything worthwhile in that field. Like it was just not even talked about. It was so crazy. Yeah. And um and then so I never sort of thought I could would really have anything to offer in that field when I'm in this sort of drifting phase. And then I meet this girl who's the most kind of like can-do, only child, terrifyingly fierce girl that you'll ever meet. And um, she was like, right, we're DJing together. And I was like, oh, I was going to make a T-shirt with Queens of Noise. And then we became DJs. And then that was the next 10 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, and that was like early 20s or something? Or I was 26. 26. And for 10 years, you guys were the Queens of Noise. And you were at the like enemy wars and stuff like that. <laughs> Am I wrong? We were just like really bad DJs, but we you were, were bad DJs. Oh, we were so bad, but we were we were sassy and we would do things like we would like dress in flamenco dresses and stand on the decks and we would throw records and we would get everyone drunk and we would persuade th- people to do things they wouldn't normally do. And we I went to the club and we did a show and like all this stuff. But it was all just based on chutzpah. Oh my rather god, rather than. Talent. talent I or love know that. how <laughs> I love that though but we even had a, in our club we had a ban on mixing because we always wanted it to be a party not a club wait what do you mean I don't understand what's the difference so uh, you know if someone's like really mixing kind of getting in a groove it would start this kind of like clubby feel but we wanted it to feel like it was like a messy house party yeah you know and someone's just putting records on in the kitchen yeah and to sort of keep that atmosphere of you know everyone trying to like snog each other and get drunk and do that kind of thing rather than like hey i'm clubbing this is a serious i'm not gonna stop moving yeah Yeah, i'm in my club group so we were like no a no mixing so it doesn't get in a club groove and b we can't do it so it makes us look bad oh hilarious (laughs) okay wait but does that mean there has to be a gap in between each song not a gap just (laughs) a kind of awkward time change or like kind of like ridiculous change in volume that's like my sometimes a gap that's how my life is that's how i date (laughs) that's how i navigate my entire world that's how i respond to to text this is fantastic i totally relate i Um, wish you'd been there I mean, maybe I was. I was dating a lot of musicians. Not a lot. I had one boyfriend, five years. He was in the band Jet, and we went to the NME Awards. Jet and played. We definitely put Jet on a couple of times. I bet. I mean, it, must have, it was around the same time. What was time. the song? Oh, God. <laughs> it wasn't about me, but it was like, are you going to be my girl? Oh, Wait, that's it, guys. Oh, it was like. Are you gonna be my girl? Oh my god! And then when they went on tour with like Oasis and Kasabian, and like, and I'm, I was like, I gotta, I gotta go on that tour. Those guys are gorgeous. And then I remember I told that to my. They're really beautiful. Well, I mean, if you lived on a farm. My, I saw them at the Beverly Center one time, and I even knew them through my Chris, my fiance at the time. But I was like panic stricken. I was just like, "Oh God, I have to have sex with everybody and all the band." It's amazing, but uh, well, you know, yeah. In fact, I'm glad you weren't there. It would have been too much competition. Too much competition. <laughs> oh, holy shit! Wait, okay, so ten. So you're you're throwing these parties. That's so fun though, because I love like, oh my god, there's so many movies I love. I, more so than even Flashdance, but I just like think, imagine like like girls together and like. Uh, I don't know. Just they give them, they give each other so much permission and confidence to just be wild, and that's my favorite thing. There's something about being with the best girlfriend. And you're like, oh, I will wear that. It was all about permission. Permission was granted. Yeah. Because I was always, I always had like friends, and then you know I'd want to do things, do like anarchic things, and then and I didn't have someone to sort of. I always wanted someone to do it with yeah. me. And then when I met Marage, she was. I was like, oh my god, she'd yes. be like dragging me, and then we were like, okay. 
permission granted. That is so wonderful. Yeah, because there's like a safety in numbers. Yeah, please get in there. I'm, I'm uh, giving Tabitha some Listerine mint strips because I'm obsessed. <laughs> Everybody thinks subtle. They all no. I need them more than Hot anybody. Um, I so did I. Um, mm. And some weird like Refreshing. chicken curry thing. Weird. So I definitely need these. <laughs> breakfast. Uh, classic? Breakfast. Pre- classic chicken curry breakfast. <laughs> if you need to bed. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, it's just weird because I'm an only child. I remember when I'd have my girlfriends, I'd just feel so much like I'd want to wear cool, wild things. But then by the time I'm like, I have to leave my house, I go, it's too scary. Too yeah. scary to wear that bold lip color. Too scary to wear something kooky. We were all about like autonomous fancy dress. Doesn't need to be a fancy dress party. Or do you say costume party here? Oh, fancy. I say what you say. Whatever <laughs> you say, I say. <laughs> um, but then, so she... Met Florence and the Machine in a in a toilet at one of our club nights. Okay, what He's, year was this? I've literally no idea because I'm not very good at that. Okay, me neither. The sort of the year before Florence and the Machine were famous. Wow. <laughs> she came to our club night. Her boyfriend was DJing. Her boy, who was her boyfriend? Oh, Exclusive. that is just way in the past. Not I'm not even going to go there. I still want to know about Pete Doherty. That's exciting, Ooh. but you can just tell me to fuck off, and I will. <laughs> yeah, it's a. A sticky bit of history, but anyway, um, a sticky bit of history. That was an unfortunate. I love it. It's a sticky bit of history. Mind your own beeswax, guys. How dare you? I got even. I got even lift that stone. Oh. But um, um, yeah. So Florence, as was her want, was like, oh, I just want to. I'll sing to you. Like I'm a singer, kind of thing. And Raid, clever lady that she is, she was like, this chick's amazing. We're going to put her on our Christmas party. We were trying to persuade her to sing like. Christmas carols, yeah, and, like famous Christmas songs. She was like, "I'm going to do some of my own numbers," and we were like, "Oh no!" You're like, "Oh, whatever." <clears throat> Thanks for nothing. But um, I think I was probably like <clears throat> in the toilet, not paying attention. But Maraid was paying attention, and um, and she was like, "She's amazing. I'm going to manage this girl." And I was like, "Ooh, shift, shift in our dynamic." Oh, wow, tricky shift. But it was fine. And then uh, so I just started doing her artwork, and then I. Uh, with my boyfriend at the time, we made a like an indie video for Florence. Oh wow! Okay, and um, and then that kind of went well. And then I was like, it was like this huge, the world's biggest penny like hit me in the head, and was like, this is the job you want to do. You've always thought you've always been a complete cinephile. You know, I used to go out with a video director. Like I was in so many videos. It was like something I was like so sort of passionate about. But it was that thing of. Literally, it never occurring to me that was a job I could do until yeah. I sort of did it because sort of circumstance pushed me into it. And that's kind of a little bit of that is why I do this organisation that I do now. Because it's just, you know, having something put in front of you can be so life-changing just to sort of in the way you perceive things and change your ideas. And it wasn't literally, I was like, I can't believe I, you know, literally dated this like video director for years and years. I'd always be like completely fascinated, go to set, do a yeah. thing. Never occurred to me that I could just do that job. That's exactly why I think I've dated so many directors. Because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I just wanted to be. I want to be a director. I want to make stuff. It's so. Inter- Who's the director? Not my business. He was called. No, he's great. He's called Wiz Nineties. We were called Tabs and Wiz. <laughs> oh my god! I think I've met him. Or maybe I think I've been in because his casting director well, was a probably. friend a long time ago. Like I think like a Smashing Pumpkins black and white. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then a Marilyn Manson like fight song. Yes. I was in like this was a, so long That's ago. That's the first time. As another one of those times I came to LA was 
at that Burning Man time, I came because he was making that Marilyn Manson video. Really? Fight song. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about that. I remember Marilyn Manson, like, he was going out with Rose McGowan at the time. I mean, this is not usually a salacious podcast. It really isn't. Let's get there. He was dating Rose McGowan. She visited visited set. They were together canoodling, as they say. I don't know who says that, but people say it. But uh, that's what they were doing. And Do you then, ever say that as an invitation to someone? Do you want to canoodle? Would you like to canoodle with me? Because I sure would like to canoodle with you. No, I don't. I won't. I will now. Like halfway through kissing, be like, are we going to canoodle? Oh, God. Will you put your canoodle you in got, me? We're going to canoodle. Have you got any protection? Oh, protection. <laughs> that's a good idea. Never call it a canoodle. I will never call it a canoodle, but he was canoodling. Oh my god, I love your canoodle! Oh my god, you get the cutest canoodle. Um, <laughs> no. Oh god, no. He was canoodling with uh, with Rose McGowan, and then she left set. And I always thought she was, you know, she's so beautiful and her pale skin and her rosy cheeks, like a doll or just like whatever. Dark hair. Just I have always loved her. Just describing yourself. I guess so. I'm all. I know. Wait a minute. I'm. I'm. I'm beautiful. Her eyes. Her long brown oh hair. Her well, headphones. Oh her T-shirt. Wait a minute. <laughs> I am naturally blonde. This is not a mistake, okay? I'm actively chosen. Ooh, have you got, how are your cuffs? My cuffs? What's that? My privates? Yeah. Oh. Blondies. That's like, it's like dirty blonde. It's clean. Oh, yeah. But it's I like bet. a, no, whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm exposed. So exposed. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, back at Manson. Well, I was at a party one time the, the other day. Oh, God. I was at a party the other day. That's a long story. It's actually for lemon, like a small thing. Good time. Well, and one of the conversations at this little mini small get together late at night was, was what's the phrase? Is it the curtain matches the drapes or the curtain? Or and then Co- at the end it was like, no, it's the car. Does the carpet match the drapes? Because it's carpet the drapes. drapes. The collar matches the cuffs. The collar matches the cuffs. You guys, this really isn't exclusive. I've never heard that one. I can't believe that this one. is what happens when you go international on the podcast. <laughs> Wait. Do, do the curtains wait? Do the does the carpet match the curtains? Wait, do the curtains match the fuck it? Do the one's a human, the other's a room. The other's a room. <laughs> okay, so do the what collar does the collar match the cuff? That's incredible. <laughs> I can't wait to break that out. And this is great. Okay, break wait. it out. Um, and then later that night, the guy I was dating actually ran off a porch at two thirty in the morning, mid conversation. We're having a very heated, uncomfortable. Wait, wait, is this at the party or is it Marilyn Manson? Event? Oh, we're going to go back to the Marilyn Manson. Okay. This is the party where that conversation about curtain and, curtains yeah. and drapes and Got carpets it. or I'm whatever. There. There. So then I'm, I was like dating someone and it was just very like uh, a lot of like mounting tension. We were, it was kind of hostile. We weren't getting along very There's well. There's canoodling on the cards. There was no canoodling happening. Oh, That's the tension, problem. Bad, no, not sexual tension. Negative tension. Negative, negative non-canoodling, <laughs> negative tension, hostility, uh, brewing, unfortunately. So what was this at that party? This was uh didn't seem like that kind of event. Oh no, a different one. This was okay. this was last Friday. This okay. was la- last Friday during the carpet drapes thing. Right. So I, I I go off. I ask the guy I'm dating to go onto the porch to have a chat and be like, let's listen, let's just get away from the group. We're having a little bit of a chat. It's not a good one. It's hostile. It's uncomfortable. He doesn't want to be doing it whatsoever. And. Mid conversation, I think I was probably saying something like, "Well, you're hurting my feelings too." I think that's what I, I was in the midst of saying. He, I saw him Im- internally implode, bolt up, and run from me <laughs> off the porch at two thirty in the morning. And I sat on the porch and I and I looked at him. I went, "Are you are you really running from me? Is this?" Ha-? I was like, 
I want you to know this hurts my feelings. Um, and then and then he never looked back. He never looked back. He continued running to his car. Not didn't look back. And then I went, "You're being childish." And then uh, so this is your boyfriend or just someone that you were talking to at the party? Uh, this is somebody I was dating for about two months. I have not heard from him since. It's Thursday. That was Friday. Well, that is some way to cut out. Decisive. Just M- like mid combo. <laughs> men are done. Men are literally that running was. from me now. <laughs> running off porches, not looking back. It was like a scene from like. And then my friend made a men joke. Men are big children though. I mean, he's a lovely that guy. Is. I guess we should have just been friends the whole time. And I hope he doesn't hate me. But it was just very uncomfortable. My friend said it would be really funny if when he finally does call me back, if it would be really hilarious if he FaceTimed me. And I saw that he was still running. <laughs> he's like almost, he's like in New York. Never look back. Yeah, never look back. Unbelievable. Forest okay. run. Yeah, seriously, I couldn't believe it. Um, but so the Marilyn Manson thing, circa a million years ago, whatever. That was very exciting, I have to say. I was like, this is what LA's like. Oh my God, that was exciting. Out Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Um, they were, they nearly, uh, they were over deadline on the video. And if the video didn't get delivered and accepted, the company was going to fold. It was all just like so edgy. And really? who was the exciting one? It was Twiggy. Twiggy Garcia was the really. He was so, he was he very was flirty kind of, with me. He was the exciting one. He was exciting, but I heard that he. He shit in a, in the bathroom and then smeared it everywhere, and that that they found See? it exciting, very exciting. Rose McGowan left after that. Uh, no, Rose McGowan left before the shit smear. Hit the, smear, hit smear. The, she hit the road. She's out of there. And then and then I know when she left, Marilyn Manson had all the the goth gothic cheerleaders, and I was playing one of the gothic cheerleaders. Oh my god, you're in that video. Yeah, I was like one of the wearing oh. like wearing like rubber. I think I was like eighteen oh, or nineteen. Our histories are so weirdly it's interwoven. So, I don't know how old I was. I was like late late 11. teens, early twenties, eleven. Let's just say eleven. And he had all of us come into his trailer, and then he had one of the girls. I cannot s- wait to hear what you say next. Sit on his lap, but just only sit on his lap. Oh. And, and I remember, and but they were, but then they were flirting. And I remember even then, I was like, I was in there because I wanted to witness what was going to happen. But I was also like, hey, wasn't Rose McGowan just here? This is this is not okay. That's like what I was thinking. But I was like, still there, just like watching it. But that's that's the extent of that. But judging, very judgmental because I thought, you know, that would hurt my feelings. Yeah, and you're like, and I'm not going to be involved in this because I'm not going to be a cliche. Yeah, no, thank you. But I was flirting with Twiggy. But then when I heard the whole shit smear thing, I was like, gross. <laughs> but uh, okay, so you now were, you'd be down. But in those days, what I I'm just so down with musicians. Are you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Do you date musicians now? That is just something I would just definitely avoid. Okay, me too. I'm done. Talking. <laughs> what dating musicians? Um, it's it's uh, it's got its own rules, and they're not rules I've got the energy for. Me, me neither. <laughs> and maybe. Maybe I musicians would want to date me. So. I don't know what's <clears> going on anymore. Are you on Raya? None of my business. But tell me if you want to. I have, I have bumbled. You you bumbled. Yeah, I did. I oh. I did a little. I I nudged at Raya, yeah. and then I just thought this is ridiculous. It's one of those things you just kind of do in, in 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 a bored gap, or it's when you you've got something going with. This is probably kind of bad, but you know you you start to see someone, but you don't want to be over keen. Yes. So to as a way of just venting that energy, then you'll you look on like a bumble type thing. Yeah. Because you you can just you sort of like chat it out, so it just stops you being over keen or over texty with that person that you're genuinely having sex with. You're so right. That's what therefore. <laughs> See, I make the mistake. I started dating a guy and I was like, I am so into this. And I deleted every match and interaction I ever had on Raya. And there are so many fun, good ones that I really should have kept, like just good conversations and like just funny, weird, kooky people that I was shocked to have matched with or whatever. And then 
yeah, and then I did that. Even this last guy I was dating, like I I was dating a guy right as I met him, and I just called it like a long-haired musician guy kind of or something could have happened but I knew he was wrong for me anyway but I called it off in a major way over text I went I was like I'm seeing someone else have a great life or just something wow. I, I should have just been like and I was like kind of harsh about it I should have just run off a porch I should have just run off a bye. porch yeah bye but uh yeah now I'm gonna be a little bit more like I have no desire to because I'm all about I want to make stuff I want to talk to cool neat people who are creative like you focus on this hi. making stuff so wait so I'll try. So wait a minute. So you're Queens of Noise, Florence and Machine, Florence and the Machine, Florence. What's your last name? Florence Welsh. You, she, you guys are all in a toilet stall. You're barely paying attention. She's singing for your friend. Your friend decides to make the transition to be a manager. Very wise. Yes. She was like, is she I'm still managing? She has stopped managing Florence now, but um, until she was until fairly recently. But then she um, had a baby. Oh wow! And then she's kind of all about that. Yeah. She's like super mum and she got married and just just wanted a sort of like Who did she shift of life. The drummer from the band. <laughs> really? How yeah. beautiful. That sounds it's great. Tidy. It's tidy. It's tidy. It sounds tidy. It's all God. amicable. But she's she's uh, moved to the, like the seaside and she's just like the world's like, she loves mumming more than anyone I've ever met. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> she's like, she's... mumming. Wow. I love being a mum. Yeah. I'm so not ready for that. <clears throat> Me neither. I don't know if I'll ever be. Um, okay, so you, you, you had always been doing art, right? I would do like our flyers and stuff like that. But then it was just, it was a, ama- it wasn't, it was the directing that was like the major penny drop. Yeah. And then I was just like possessed. I was like, I want to do the next video. It's going to be a big budget, and I had no idea what I was doing. And then, how did you make it happen? Like, what, well, tell me the videos. Was, we you were did. chatting to um, this production company. They were kind of just like sniffing around a little bit, and this beautiful woman, Sasha Nixon, who's like sort of you know, a visionary executive producer at this company called Partisan and that were that had all these great I mean it's got it's Michelle Gondry's company. So it's got a great great legacy of amazing video directors. And so we were just sort of chatting and I was like, I'm gonna make this video. This is what I want to do. Um, and she's like, you can't, that's not how it works. You need a production company to hire things and, you know, you need insurance. And I was like, well, you just do it. I don't understand what the problem is. Because, you know, when you come at things with that naivety, you're just like, I don't understand why you're, like, causing a problem. Yeah. When I just want to make this video. They like the idea. Why are we chatting? Let's get going, guys. Yeah. And then, so we ended up just doing it. And that was a video for Rabbit Heart. And then through some sort of just default... Me and Tom, who is the guy I was going out with and we were doing this stuff together, um, we were just like with Partisan, which is, it was basically sort of like the best production company for music videos. Oh my God. (laughs) And we were just kind of there and we just carried on and I just didn't stop. Wait, what was Tom doing? Who cares about Tom? Was Tom helping? We broke up and then when we stopped doing that stuff, we... uh, You, You went solo. I went solo. And again, they were like, we have no idea what you can do. And I was just like, I'm just going to kind of carry on. And, you know, and I just sort of learned it as I went. I picked up, we went on tour when Florence did her first American tour. Uh, they kind of just bought us a camera and they were like, okay, film it. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> How does this, where's on? Yeah. And, um, and then just through the course of uh, the tour, you just kind of got gradually better because you're just doing it every day. Yeah. So all of Florence's early footage is a complete disaster. So thanks, guys. Oh, God. But I mean, <laughs> you documented it. That's great. It exists. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was great. And that was great that they 
uh, Grateful Maraid to sort of, you know, put their faith or, or just whatever it was in me. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's just how, oh, my headphones. Here. Is this here? Is that better? Anything? <clears throat> oh, God. You guys, everybody sit tight. Yeah. Oh, is it working? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, so anyway, so that's just how it happened. And I just literally carried on. And I always felt bad for people who have, you know, been like, film school, plugging away. Oh, God, And yeah. then you're like, you know, sending in their reels, like, please, partisan. And I was like, they were like, how did you uh, join partisan? I was like, funny story. Yeah, well, how did you meet? How, it's Sasha or Sa- you say Sasha? Sasha. How did you meet her? She was just, I think she'd seen the Florence video, so she was kind of curious. So she'd yeah. been in touch. Oh, wow. And that was in and London? And then it was like, yeah, in London. Okay. And then, yeah. And then what? tell me all the videos, tell the listeners, all the videos we you've directed. Did, I mean, it's, you know, we did, I don't know, Cosmic Love, Rabbit Heart, You Got the Love, uh, Never Let Me Go, all those sort of early ones. And then I did, the with Vincent, we did the trailer for the new for the there was a kind of trailer for the videos for the recent Florence album, but um, Vin- Vincent did Vincent Haycock, another director, did all the, all the videos for this album, like as a kind of odyssey as a whole film. But then I, I've done you know just Haim and I don't know Jennifer Hudson, Jesse J, a lot of chicks. I, when people say like, what kind of videos do you do? I tend to say pop star girls who don't like taking their clothes off because <laughs> that seems to be the sort of like <laughs> that's my sweet spot. I love that. That's an incredible way to describe it. Yeah. Oh, should I do it again? Oh, yeah. There you go. It's Fumble Deer. You're number one, I believe. It's fumbling. Got it? I'm a bumbler. Fumbler, too. Is it working? Yeah. All right. Oh, no. Yes. It's number one, right? Two. Oh. Got it? I'm number two. Is it happening? Gross. (laughs) Is it happening? Is it working? It's working. I'm live. Live. So, So are you... So do you want to do a feature also or what's your... Well, my, my sort of, uh, my passion has been uh, quite absorbed by doing this project, Women Under the Influence. Yeah. <clears throat> and how did that come to be? Tell me, because that's, that's what you're most excited and passionate about right now, right? It's like yeah, so that's inspiring. kind of what I'm really, you know, spending a lot of my time doing at the moment. It's basically, it kind of grew out of a kind of number of things. One thing it was, I just wanted to do something that was about screening movies where the sort of community around it got to be social and hang out. I mean, you know, like where we are now, we're in, um, what's, what's West this? Hollywood. No, right? this, this shop. Oh, Meltdown Comics. We're in Meltdown Comics. You know, I love places like this where people kind of come together, nerd out, love something. And, you know, and there's, it seems like there's less and less of those sort of spaces, yeah. as I say. And uh, so I wanted to create a space like that. And then at the same time, I was getting really kind of, you know, trying to move into commercials and experience experiencing sexism for the first time in, in in a very kind of like way that I could perceive it maybe the first time in my life because I suppose having a kind of unconventional uh, career path mm-hmm. you know it was I mean we, we got a lot of kind of like uh, sexist stuff thrown at us when we were with Queens of Noise like the enemy was always like these groupie slags kind of thing oh yeah I know what you mean yeah. <laughs> we were like very amusing yeah. but you know in some ways, we asked for it. But, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, it was like, wait, so what? any of these bands aren't, like, having lots of sex with different people. So, oh, exactly. So we're running, our, they're playing our club, so why are we the groupies? Yeah. This is our place. And all the shame is put upon the w- woman, yeah. the women to feel and guilty of something. Yeah. It's like, of course we're going to have sex with people in bands because that's our whole world. world. Yeah. People are ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> anyway. 
So um, sexism commercials. So make- commercials, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of really known fact, like a statistical fact um, that, you know, as soon as the money increases in industry, well, especially in the film industry, well, I don't know if especially in the film industry, but certainly in the film industry, that's when women drop off. You know, as film budgets get bigger, as music videos become commercials, it's that's when you hit that barrier. And there's so much kind of insidious sexism um, <clears throat> about uh, women becoming commercials directors. Um, for Ugh. example, like meeting with reps and then saying something to me like, hey, you know, you know, and I would just ask them direct, why do you think, say, in our company there's 15 men that uh, make commercials and no women? Do you think women are worse directors? And uh, they're like, oh, no, it's just because of the reels. And, and like... Nowadays, people are often asking for women directors rather than normal directors. Whoa, normal (laughs) directors. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, there it is in a nutshell. Thanks for answering my question. Um, And so is that. And also, you know, I started like learning about all these really amazing stories about really fascinating women directors. For example, I mean, it was I was reading this book about Frances Marion, who was one of the sort of founders of Hollywood you know she wrote like 200 film scripts she wrote The Champ she was the first person to be nominated uh, first person to win two Oscars she was a war correspondent a sculptor a painter like these are legendary people yeah because um and you know obviously you know women were so instrumental in building Hollywood before talking movies came in that whole story um and I was like people need to know these stories because there is this still very insidious assumption that you know women are less capable than men of directing and having certain roles. And I was like, they started it all off doing all of those things, being studio owners. Um, And I would love to just sort of like get these stories out there to try and, um, you know, just to push back against all of these sort of assumptions that people have. And, you know, and then another thing people would say a lot and, you know, people that... I don't work in this field here there's a lot it was like how would you even sustain a project about women directors because there's only about seven people say that all the time wait what I don't understand people that. assume that there's only like you know six female directors there's only like Catherine Bigelow Sophia Coppola and you know a couple of others that they've heard of and you're like that's uh not so, true so beyond untrue yeah you know there's as many directors as there are types of people you know, um, whether they always get uh, the same funding or the same audience, that's something else. But, you know, wherever you look, there's like a really interesting story about a woman telling uh, stories through film. I mean, I was in the Orkney Islands off the coast of Scotland and there's this fascinating woman. You know, there's like there's a there's an amazing uh, female director in Afghanistan, like the first female director in Afghanistan who's, who's a cop and, and thought more women need to be cops. So she made her own like TV show about like powerful women cops and she does all her own stunts in a burqa, like oh like God. roundhouse kicks and stuff. Oh my God. You know, there's just like so many brilliant stories and I'm just kind of innately nosy. So it was like all those things together yeah. brought, uh, sort of brought all those things together to do this project, Women Under the Influence, which in a nutshell, is just amplifying stories about women filmmakers. Yeah. And it's just really fun. It's just like it's a real passion project. Oh, my God. I've got to find this thing. I'm so Thank God you're doing it. You know, it's also, sometimes it makes me feel, I'm just going to look for something on Instagram that I want to read to you, but uh, it's sometimes it makes me feel like, oh, God, I, I mentioned the, that it's harder for women in this field so much all the time that I go, God, am I, am I re, uh, inst- reinforcing, reinforcing it? it? Yeah. And then I, so I, 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 I 
not, not so I get confused sometimes because I don't want to like keep saying it because then maybe it'll, I want to just kind of brush past it. But it is too real, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I I really understand. Like, uh, you know, a lot of women directors don't want they they say I don't want to be identified as a female director. Yeah. What well, I always and I totally understand that. And you know, wouldn't it be great to be in a situation where that wasn't the case? Yeah. Um, but you know, it kind of is the case, and I think that. Um, systems never change unless there's something positive pushing them in a different way. You know, there'll always be like big standout directors like Jane Campion or, you know, these great women, but they, they're always seen as kind of one-offs, you know, without kind yeah. of a grassroots movement and, you know, an economic imperative, the system won't shift. Yeah. You know, you need, I really believe you need like positive action. You need to kind of own it and push you know, push back against it because otherwise there's no reason for it to to change. Yeah. And I actually think it's quite a dangerous situation uh, to have, you know, you talk about, you know, everyone always talks about like white male privilege. Um, white, <clears throat> white male privilege. White male privilege. Yes, go on. I want to make sure they heard that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of such a buzzy term. But then, you know, you look at, you know, the government, uh, you know, what's happening with like, uh, sexual abuse to all these different topics but you know you couldn't have a more kind of kind of gross advert for white male privilege than the government you know it's a dangerous situation and what could reinforce that sort of state of mind more um more profoundly than our most popular medium the, the way we see the world yeah. through movies 90 percent of that is from a white male perspective yes how you know how does that affect us how does you know how does that reinforce a distorted picture of the world so i actually think it's quite a kind of it's not yes it would be great you know for all these talented women to be able to get the shot that they deserve in the film industry and stuff but in a very profound way i think it's dangerous to have all our stories told by one group in society yeah I completely agree. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it makes me really angry when you hear that. I internalize it. And it's because, and may, maybe it's more so because I'm, you know, I'm I'm in the process of looking for financing for a movie that I wrote. And I just think about it. And I think about trying to get my manager on the phone to help with casting or just see me in a, in a new way as a, as a director and a, and a filmmaker. And, and just really having some a champion for me, like, like so many of my, you know, white male friends have, they... And and some of these people who are not my friends or whatever, but uh, you know, they make just such pieces of garbage, and they get to make their fucking pieces of garbage. <laughs> but they get so much support from men who look like them, who are a bit older, and and that's what Christine Vachon says on on this podcast podcast she did called uh, I can't remember the name. Of the, I really wish I could. Everybody should listen to it. It's with uh, Brian Koppelman, and it's called uh, The Moment with Christine Vachon. Is that's the guest, and and she was talking about how you know. Women, because you don't want to, I don't want to be anti men at all because there are wonderful men, yeah. But we need our we need uh, the white men to help mentor us and just like they do with these yeah. younger, you know, younger versions of themselves, right? What we need, so I make jokes like I have an executive producer who's who's like a, a white man, he's very uh, he's very thoughtful and and uh, lovely and wonderful. And I went, Oh wow, you're my white man, you know, and I know I'm a white woman and I'm just being silly, but I mean, if you need allies you need people to open their mind and go oh wow maybe it is more difficult for a woman especially or a woman you know especially a woman of color like just and you need the help people need to just see that because i'll talk to male directors and i'll throw it right back to you in a moment but like i'll talk i i've talked to this one uh, director friend of mine and 
and I was talking about how uh, they have to make, you know, for TV shows when they're hiring directors, they have to, you know, have a certain percentage of, like, they've got to make, they've got to hire a woman. They've got to look at that and have, like, a, a, at least some of the episodes directed by a woman or, or have put special attention on that, you know, to make sure that they they hire a woman for, I don't know how many episodes. And he was so angry. He was like, ugh, it's so annoying. It's like, I, you know, that I have to, like, I'll lose a job to a woman because of they have that uh, that thing now where they have to like make an effort to. We've been losing jobs to you for yeah. generations. Yeah, relax. I know, I know, and it made me livid. And it's like, and I and I I understand that he's irritated because him specifically might be losing a job. But at the same time, step back, fuck you, dude. And but there's yeah. do you know what that mentality is that there's an assumption that the woman would be worse. That's the thing, like, oh, we're having to hire a woman. Oh, yes. Because, you know, who would obviously be worse because of this positive discrimination. Um, You're sorry. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, and then I, I keep hearing from men as jokes, but not really. They go, wow, it's a really hard time to be a white man in America now. Well, Because nobody wants to hire us. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking punch <laughs> you in the face. Go fuck yourself. I mean, the, the statistics do not support that in any way. Uh, yeah, I guess I have, like, production designer friends and, like, director friends who are, like, trying to get a job. And they're like, oh, we're really looking for women uh, directors now. And so they're like, oh, I'm not getting that job. This sucks to be a white man now. I mean, back I'm to like, that, that. I think back to the whole thing, like, the female director thing. It's um, what's what all this kind of, like grassroots support can do as well it's because the assumption is saying female director is it's a bit less than you know yeah. it's like you know it's like the in tennis you know like serena williams couldn't beat you know the whoever wins at male tennis but it's not a you know a strength battle we need to make the term female director like you know the ultimate compliment it isn't just like and the female director. It's like the best thing you can be. You know, you turn it into this like really positive thing rather than it being this slightly less than. Well, then I want to, then I want to get rid of that. You have it, yeah, have it be, but, have, know, it, but, have but, it be equal and then just be world, we're just you know, directors. I think it's gradually, it's like flipping because it used to be so kind of like a bit less than, you know, the female director thing. But now it's like, you know, it's this thing that's becoming, you know, more in demand and more, Cherish because people are trying to make a space for it and recognize putting their attention yeah, you know, on the on the lack. Culture can you know shift things, and I mean if you think about you know blokes got blokes. You know what blokes? Uh, are? People will figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Google it, guys. That's uh, what is it? <laughs> you know the whole thing about you know uh, with Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins and you know and having the sort of female only screenings. You know, it, men are so unused to have not having access to a, a sort of a powerful female space because. Female-only spaces are usually, again, sort of less than. They're not where powerful things happen. They're like brunch and they're like sewing. And, they're, you know, I mean, in this sort of traditional, that's just when women get together, it's not a kind of powerful thing that I want to be a part of. But suddenly it was like, this is the coolest, most exciting action movie. And we're, this is about us. And it was like, what? This is yeah. an outrage. Like, just relax. Yeah. Let's have this one. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, but also it's trickling into my romantic feelings towards Ooh. men because it just makes me feel like, well, also with all the sexual abuse kind of news coming up about people in the world that we may or may not know around us in the community and just in general, it makes me go, men are just not all of them, <laughs> but I'm like, I, I like I've been walking past men on the street lately and I'll smile at them because I feel like I have this. Well, you should smile at your fellow neighbor and in the world you hope to be smiling to people and have that ripple effect happen and be joyous and kind or whatever. 
But now, but I, uh, there's a part of me that smiles at men when I walk down the street out of like people pleasing and like, I have to do it or else they'll think I'm a bitch or a cunt or whatever. But now when I smile at them, uh, I go, why did I smile at that guy? He's probably a rapist, <laughs> pedophile, sexual harasser. Fuck that guy. Like that's how I'm starting to feel because I just feel like, and I just want people, to, I want to keep people out of me and I want to, I want to be left alone and I want to do my stuff. And I feel like having a kid and getting married, my mom tells me this, even though she's married later in life. But uh, it takes a lot of your power away. If you don't, if, if you're not with the right person, it takes a great deal of energy. Well, you must have experienced that when you're going out with someone and it's just, you only have a certain amount of energy and, you know, it can be a really draining thing, you know. To date anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Especially I, a needy person. A needy person, yeah. So it just makes me feel like if I want to make something, if I want to make a feature film, if I want to really uh, do a lot of things... I don't have that energy to give anymore. And a long time ago, I used to be like, but that's the thing. And I used to ask women all the time, like about their, I do love asking about love lives and stuff like that. It is fun. It's totally fun. But I used to always lead with that because that to me is like romance was so important and fun. And now I notice that now that I'm more about myself and career objectives and goals, I I ask my girlfriends what, you know, what they're working on in their projects more and, you know, and career stuff more than I do about like, who are you dating? But when I do ask the dating stuff, it's it is still coming from a good place because because we're women. We can, well, you're curious. It's all part of life. It is all part of life. What movies are made of, and you hope to connect with people, and and you know, it's all all of it. And like, and I do think, and also we're women, and we I feel like we can uh, we can compart we uh, we can balance a lot of different things at once. You know? Yeah. I mean, we're we're just humans. We're just but, <laughs> we're all humans. But yeah, we're, we're we're better. We make babies. <laughs> we can like we can like harvest a baby. Like humans then, plus. Humans plus exactly okay, but tell me, women under the influence. So yes. that started. You were like, I feel a need for this the, for to create the space. Yeah, and and I also want to get back to you feeling like you're experiencing sexism when you're trying to jump into the commercial world because that's a very important world because that's where the that's where the money is. That's if you want to buy a house, is. if you want to like, that's I mean, it's great. I think there's the statistics something like nine percent of uh, commercials directors represented here. Are women only nine percent of commercial directors? Yeah. If you if you take a, a quick sojourn through the world of uh, commercial directing production companies, it will just be like all men, all men, all men, one woman does something with kids, all men, all men. You know, it's yeah. it's quite an eye opener. Are you? And it, yeah. And it, again, it is how we receive the world, how the world's reflected back at us. You know, it's men who make beauty adverts make tampon adverts make all the things that we use and perceive ourselves all men are making all of that content yeah until now until now <laughs> well so what happened with you trying to cross over into from videos well, to I'm sort of, commercials I'm, I'm sort of still kind of like prodding away at it but i must admit i've kind of been slightly deflected by this project and um and trying to make a series and Doing the events and all of that stuff. When are the but events? Where can, where can we learn about them? Tell us everything so about you, women under the influence. If you go to my Instagram at women under the influence, women, women plural, yes, women under all the influence. Us, which I know it's slightly ironic that it's named after a film directed by a man, but oh, Cassavetes, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but you know, in in reverence to uh, Jenna Rollins, yeah. Um, uh, if you go, uh, we will. That's if you go to our 
Instagram, then that all shows how to join the mailing list. And the events are free. Uh, we're currently doing monthly events at Neuhaus in Hollywood. Um, They're do, free? They are free, but oh you've got to be quick because they sell out or get filled up. Oh, we'll be quick, right, guys? We'll be quick. Okay, keep going. <laughs> in a flash. And Janix um, is our next screening. Oh, really? Lemon? Yes. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> because we all love Janixa. We really do. Fanning out. Oh, my God. Uh, you were at the the screening, the, the premiere the, for Lemon, right? Yes, at the Sundance Next Fest Ace I Hotel. was so excited. I turned into like a wobbling bowl of jelly because Abby and Trey <laughs> yeah. from Broad City were there. And I was like, I can't speak. I'm so excited. What did you do? And and Bevers was there. Which yeah. I don't know why I got so excited about Bevers. Oh! I did. So there it goes. And uh, did you do anything? Yeah, I like hovered like a loon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were also with another comedian that I really love called Gabe Lieberman, and oh. I talked to him because I could. I was slightly angling to use him as a kind of gateway drug oh. to the broad city people, but I didn't make it that far. I just I clam up. I get really weird around comedians because. Yeah. It's such a mercurial, magical thing to make someone laugh that, you know, and it's so personal. Like people in bands, like whatever. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> but comedians send me all goofy and I'm just like, oh, oh my God, they speak to you. They send you all goofy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, man. That's how I feel about Kate Berland. Oh, my God. I've got to see if we could invite them to our screening. Oh, yeah. Then I won't be able to speak. No, no. that's a bad idea. Why don't you have her come? That, that sounds great. <laughs> you should have her um, curate one. Or not well, curate one, but... um. Well, we, we might have a, a very surprised person who is, oh, I know, I should. I should have Broad City try and curate one. Oh, dream big. Them. Yeah, this is great because you're doing a great thing. So why wouldn't you want to have great people, uh, you know, My help. palms are sweating just right now. I love Caperland <laughs> so much that I, always, I see her at parties. We've been introduced. We don't know each other, but we've spoken a tiny bit. But I always like walk away as quickly as possible to not embarrass myself. But then, and then I've but still manage. No. <laughs> I sure I do. I'm sure I do. I just like, I just know I'm not that cool. And then I, I want to reach out to her, but I'm too scared. It, it's weird. It's like that whole night was just so weird weird for me because I was like oh but you're so badass you're like this totally cool <laughs> woman jelly mold I mean that's more in your head like you just look like a cool uh totally I'll take it side note of a side note um, oh yeah go on yeah so what are you saying so we're doing the screenings next year we are expanding and so we're going to be doing more ticketed events and more kind of sort of almost like seminar type things and things to get young girls excited about becoming commercials directors and yeah. different screenings so next year it's kind of expanding I'm doing something they call a business plan. Great. Who's Have helping? Have you heard of these things? Bare, I barely understand even what you're talking about. <laughs> There's but a lady. She's, she's, uh, she's, I know that lady. She's a lady. She's from a hedge fund background, but she's kind of like this kind of awesome, gay, just fucking kick-ass woman who knows about these things they call business plans. Okay. And, uh, and... And funding and whatnot. So she's she's holding my hand through this through this exciting birthing process yeah. as we grow, yeah, and explore the rest of the world and expand. So we've got loads of kind of like exciting things in the offing, but I won't say too much about them because in case none of it happens. Yeah, I believe that it will happen, but like, but in the meantime, so you're really but just monthly yeah. screenings at Neuhaus. So definitely uh, Instagrams where we sort of communicate, and uh, but at the moment. It's uh, these monthly screenings at Neuhaus. Yeah. And everyone is welcome. I think for around Halloween, we're going to do something extra special and do uh, screenings in a few venues. Yeah. But it's TBA. Check the Instagram. Check the mailing list. That's so awesome. No, that's great. Buy the T-shirts. Buy the T-shirts. <laughs> follow on Instagram. Um, oh, my goodness. Well, okay. 
But then what have you noticed? Like, what is there to do in a situation? I, I can't imagine why if you go to Partizan, Partizan, and you said, I want to direct commercials. This is bullshit. What the fuck? Look at your roster. This is not fair. You know I'm completely capable. I've worked with these budgets. I've made these things. I can do a 30-second spot for it's a, it's a really tricky thing, and I shouldn't like just no, no, you're not single out like partisan. No, no, it's not that. It's, it's a dream. But I mean, I, dream. I actually left partisan and to start uh, and left with and and with a new company called Happy Street, which actually the people from partisan sort of splintered and started off. Oh, what do they do there? It's the same thing, but it's just much smaller, and and it's more kind of able to help with smaller projects because I wanted to uh, make content content with women under the influence and build that up as a kind of almost like a content provider yeah. you say in its own right and they're more a- able to help with more sort of flexible projects yeah because partisans like music videos and commercials um what do they say they when you say that to them they they say what well, i told you that you know there isn't a problem it doesn't exist blah blah i mean and i think and you know like i say not singing out partisan at all no 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 we're not saying um that. it's it's just a very um, internalized perspective. I mean, they're women, you know, women who work in the industry. It's this whole thing has been going on for so long. It's just so kind of within us, you know, that whole thing about the normal director. I mean, there's no real one answer to why the situation is so biased. It's a collection of society. It's a collection of you know everything that's been going on. Yeah, forever. I mean, you know. Society's always been biased against women. I mean, this is the almost like why is that? as best as it's got. I mean, no one ever knows the answer to is it that. Because we take the dick <laughs> and they feel like we're a piece of when trash. We can. Uh, when we can. Oh god. I mean what? I mean what? Oh god. Oh, I heard that there's like a. Oh, my friend. My friend was sent me sent me these. Oh, sorry. Go on. I'm Do you want to canoodle? I'm ready to take. The I dick. I'm not ready to. Yeah. I don't. Neither one of us are canoodling <laughs> at this moment. We've got other things to do. But I don't want to drop you. Got a mini you. break coming up. Exciting. Oh. oh God. Where are you going? I'm going to Catskills. Are you? What? That's random. Wait. Are you serious? <laughs> the Catskills? Are you going to hear some old time Jewish comedian? That's anti-Semitic. I, I apologize. About, I'm Jewish. I didn't know about that history. But that's, that's where you're going to go. Which makes it more, way more exciting. The Catskills? What the hell is, is that going a weird on? Place to go? I always wanted to go to upstate New York. I heard it was pretty. The Catskills? I don't get that. Are you going with a, on a sexy rendezvous romantic journey? I'm not going to clarify that. Okay. So that's a yes. Very cool. Oh, exciting. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Because you said, no, no, no. It's not happening. It's just you and you're going to go find uh, old tiny Mer- comics. I knew Mercury Rev lived there. That band, Mercury Rev. Oh, yeah. And so that's why I thought it would be cool. <laughs> I call, Wait, the, is it a weird place to go on holiday? I mean, I don't know. You're going to tell me. But uh, by the way, I just coughed. And I remember I saw a psychic one time. And she <laughs> she kept sneezing. And then she would go, I sneeze on the truth. That means like every time she'd tell me something and she'd be like, achoo. She'd Did be you like, just cough on a lie? I coughed on, uh, <laughs> on, on uh, I, That's great. I, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Because that's kind of the thing you do when you're not being honest, isn't it? You kind of... <laughs> Dare you? No, you one. I mean, one does that. You know, you, maybe me a, too. I did. That's. I'm being honest. Wait, the deflection. Wait, I want to. Oh God, wait, <laughs> wait. Catskills. I wanted to ask something. Oh, oh. Okay, here's something that happened. Oh, so the other day, my friend told me he's reading this book written by a woman uh, about how, like, have you heard seen all these like women bashing websites lately? I might have you seen these. No. Oh my God, these horrible sites where like men are congregating and just like writing like horrible things about women and just hating women. Um, and so he said that this book, what it says is the woman is saying that like, 
um, that a part of that is because it's a reflex. Well, a reflex of everything that's going yeah. on, and and uh, it's the alt right is increasing. Oh, I don't want. Okay, but right. Well, no, I was going to say, you know, this whole thing of, you know, people saying, oh, it's really hard for white dudes at the moment. They don't know where their place is and stuff. And I actually think that this whole white privilege thing isn't good for them either. Yeah. Because, you know, if you look at those kind of neo-Nazi losers, they're like, why aren't I great? I should be this. I'm a white man. I should be so powerful. I should be awesome. Yeah. I work in a hot dog shop. Yeah. Whose fault is that? You know, because obviously I'm the best because I'm, you know, I believe this white privilege lie that I am like the best guy in the world. So it must be this other guy's fault that's attacking me. You know, I am the one that's under attack. It's that mental gymnastic of like, if I am the awesome one, because I've been told this my entire life, every movie, everything I see is like saying like, we're the best thing since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. Then why... Have I got a shitty life? You yeah, know? you know. So I think the whole male privilege thing is not even is not even helpful for white men. That's such it a great point. Messes with their minds. Yeah, makes them like, really angry. Yeah, it makes yeah. them so cross, so entitled, and, and angry, so stupid, and like confused. Oh, well, that's, a, that's what a great point. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh my! Well, and that's what this book was saying. This woman was saying that like. Uh, now that women like were you know uh, there's a fall off and uh, a drop off on like getting married or and a lot of relationships are like open relationships and women aren't you know getting married and they aren't looking for to a man to save them and yeah. and uh, and don't want to be monogamous because they're just doing their own thing and they're just independent more so than ever that men are like getting so angry about this and they're like there are these message boards where they just bash women it's horrible I've been seeing my friend a girlfriend of mine is like posting this too much to the point where I'm like please stop posting this shit yeah, I don't really want to see spreading it. it yeah on uh, on Instagram but uh, and it's because now oh because ultimately it's just because they're pissed because only a select high elite group of men are having sex or, or who are really great with women or are very successful or this like elite just throwing their toys out the prom. Yeah, they're getting well. They're getting women, and then the majority of men are like who, whatever, aren't and so whatever. It's just a bunch of men who are just pissed that women aren't fucking them, essentially, <laughs> and so they're just so angry, and it's just like uh, causing a, like a rise in the alt right or something. This is I'm paraphrasing. And now, horribly. and now he's been thrown off OK Cupid, so that didn't work. Did who it? Donald well, Trump? The, no, the oh my god, that <laughs> that host of floating corpses. <laughs> the Republican what are you talking party. about? The Republican Party. They just. <laughs> The host of Floating Corpses? Is that what you just call Donald Trump? That's the show? Him and his gang. Oh, my but, um, God. I've not heard that. <laughs> um, you know, no, the, the, the neo-Nazi who started uh, crying... What? You, have you not seen this whole thing? Why would I watch the news? I've got a podcast it's, to do. It's hugely famous. You know, no. like, so the, the neo-Nazi who's in the the um, the Vice documentary. I was just reading about this. Yes. Okay, tell and me. Then, and then he thought there was a police warrant out for his arrest. So he went on YouTube and he was like, I'm so scared. I don't want to go to prison. And he was like crying. And he was like, you know, this whole thing. I'm scared that a policeman could kill me. And everyone else is like... Welcome to our world. Oh, wow. Um, so it was kind of hilarious, Sweet Justice, that, that he provided for us without anyone having to do anything. But he was also was on all these dating sites being like, hey, I'm a radio host on a quite a controversial show, um, oh which God. is terrifying to think that there's neo-Nazis on like dating sites. But, um, oh but then they, they threw him off and everything. So now he's getting even less poon. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, oh, oh, God. I, I mean, just a, a quick aside, but the 
even on Raya, like I don't really go on Raya because it's disgusting. It's a cesspool. But sometimes I've met nice people, whatever. Um, <laughs> zero Nazis. Zero Nazis. Well, who knows? But uh, but but then I'll hear from other girls like there's this gossip, you know, I'm actually, okay. Well, I'll, I'll hear about how like, oh, I, this one girl went on a date with a guy that she met on Raya and then it turns out like he videoed her and a bunch of other girls oh, that he slept with or another no. guy was like a, like beat up his ex person and like. And just all these like, or this other guy who's like pay, offers money to the girl he meets on Raya, and like if uh, for sex or if she does kooky weird things, he'll. What? Sounds like a win-win. Sounds like a win-win. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, joke. No, joke. No, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. But um, but it's so bizarre. So because because like, I, I hear these like things, so it's like you just don't know. I mean, the world is a crazy place. Even if you meet a person in, in person, but then you're like putting yourself out there just to be like making yourself just like. To, just so available to meet these people. Yeah, you make yourself really vulnerable. Really vulnerable to these people, and you don't know who you're who you're getting involved with. And it's also a weird thing because, um, I mean, I won't say his name, but the whole thing that happened with Cine Family and somebody having to do with Cine Family uh, being disgusting and uh, it's just disgusting with women um, who has since resigned this past week. But uh, my whole point here is, not, I, mean, I know why that throws you off because it's like it was so it's gross. Tra- it's tragic. Well, there are these things that have been happening on social media lately where I'm finding out about a lot of people, you know, several people that I know are, um, things are coming out about them, horrible, horrible things on social media, on Instagram and on Facebook. And, and, uh, and I'm actually happy. Part of me is very happy about that because I feel like, oh, good. Like uh, the the person is exposed in a major way. It takes the shame like, uh, away from the girl who had to endure whatever they had to endure Another side of me is like, wow, it's such a scary time because to it's like a witch hunt on yeah, social media. Totally. So it's, and it could happen to anybody. <clears throat> um, it's such a, yeah, it's such a weird uh, kind of schizophrenic feeding because, yeah, this whole idea of a, a witch hunt and mob rule and people, you know, people are so quick to be like, I knew it. People, you know, about this yeah. whole Sydney family thing. Every, family, yeah. Loads of people say, I'm not surprised. I'm like, Really? I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Cause, yeah. And if you weren't surprised, how come no one was doing anything? Well, that's the funny thing. Yeah. yeah and all of a sudden, every... The, but then the person's character, whether they did it or not, their entire character and every interaction they've ever had with anybody is put under a magnifying glass. Yeah. I do feel... <clears throat> pardon me. Nothing ever bad happened with to, with me, between me and the, the guy who resigned from Cine Family. The two guys resigned. Ugh, they're disgusting to me. and Disgusting. Uh, anyway... But intuitively, whenever I was around, these two guys mentioned there are two of them from Cinder Family. And every time I was around them, intuitively I went, Ugh, <laughs> something is off. This guy is sweaty and gross and lechy and I think hates women. And I would ask, but maybe I'm too tall, too old to, to be sexually harassed by this person. But I was like, I got a sinister vibe. And I really, I swear to God, women, any girl listening, the minute you have that feeling where you seize up, where you, your, little, your intuition, that little voice in you goes, Ugh, run, bad person, bad person. Like, that shit is fucking real, but we suppress it. I, I know that I do sometimes when I'm, uh, and I just have to listen to listen to that voice, you know, because I can get you out of a lot of uh, horrifying situations if you listen to it immediately and just go. Don't get in the car with the guy. Don't hang out with the person. Don't go to dinner. Don't go into his house. Don't let him come to your house. Like, don't, I don't know. So just, uh, so I already always had that intuition tuition and also they, they hire such young girls that's in a family and it's just all look very like sweaty and weird but 
I had I didn't know what was going on. I it's not my You just business. think it's just like nerdy oh, dudes. Nerdy dudes want to hang out with beautiful young girls, but it's ugh. crazy that you know, that shows how kind of widespread this kind of thing is that you know the most liberal you know <clears throat> california right in the heart of california's left-wing cultural you know community fairfax you, and melrose you baby. couldn't get more kind of like woke switched on whatever you want to call it like you know and all these beautiful passionate people there for a beautiful reason because they love movies and like if that's there then what happens in the rest of America, you know, I mean, where there's yeah. like, you know, this kind of, in, I don't know, in, in communities that aren't as, yeah. it, it means it just can be anywhere, um, which is kind of shocking. Yeah. I mean, I feel so bad for all the people because, you know, that is just tainted now. I get that. All there's so many people that give their lives to that place, you know, and it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. Know? But um, I, I remember I got a ride home and somebody wrote me a horrible letter with a piece of shit, horrible, mean person wrote, <clears throat> wrote, Oh my God, you're not speaking up on the Cine family thing. A man, this is a mansplaining guy. He's like, You put these girls night in events on, you're very, you know, loving of women, but now you're not speaking out on behalf what? of the Cine family thing. Like, it seems very, oh, and I've seen you cut the line and say that you know the <laughs> owner or whatever. And, and like, oh, I guess you're just bummed you can't cut the line. And so this guy's been holding onto this angry, bitter what moment. And it's a man. And maybe if this man is listening, you fucking piece of shit, how dare you? How dare you? A big thing that I noticed. Uh, and for everybody, by the way, you don't know what you can talk about. It's slander. You don't know what you because people have to take shit There's off the no line. There's no reason to wade <laughs> and, into and, this. And I'm allowed to react however I want or not respond yeah. in any way. And, and nobody knows how I feel, but that really riled me to get this letter from a man who's just trying to get a rise out of me. And I'm I'm giving it to him. But all I know is everybody. We're all all, all my friends. We're all texting, being like, "What's going on? Oh my god!" And it would come out in increments. And what it brought up, like psychologically, like for me which was like really traumatic was, I don't know if it happened, this, if you felt this way, I'll only speak for myself, but it made me remember every situation I've been in as a young, you know, like a teenage girl, early 20s, when I was so naive, when I like listened to people, when I put myself in horrible situations with men with power who would like dangle a carrot in front of me as like, oh, I better do it. He's the boss. Like, I don't know. Or, or just put myself in these horrible situations when I, because I didn't know any better, and it brought up all this shit for me, and it made me so sick. Like I, went, I just felt so horrible. So it's, I think, and it's happening to all my girlfriends. It's making us all look at our own lives and all of our own experiences with men in horrible, creepy situations we found ourselves in uh, that are similar to what just happened. And it made me want to vomit, and it made me really sad. And 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 that's why to have some man that I don't know who doesn't even really know me whatsoever tell me how I'm supposed to react to something that like. And how does that even help? It doesn't help. And it's none of his business. And he's not a woman. And he doesn't know when he isn't how I'm reacting. But this thing, whole thing is like brought up like just sexual. I don't know. These these people. Just, I don't know. It shakes up a community and makes you look at, at men and women and fucked up shit in general and harassment and blah, blah, And think of like women of Sydney family put so much into their work as well. I mean, it's just. Yeah. That's why I'm so glad. I just thought there's so many strong women on that board. I was like, oh, I hope they get him off. That board and the unfortunate choice of words, but yeah. Oh no! Oh God, no! Get him off the board! Get him off the board! Oh my God, you've got to become my sidekick, and we got to get like sound effects. Oh God! Slide whistle. Anyway, let's wait. Uh, yeah, but anyway, let's move that away from here for a second. I mean, if you want to, it's yeah. I think it's it's just a really difficult thing to to talk about because it's all very fresh and uncomfortable and sad and disgusting. I mean, the only thing is that you know people are like people always. 
have this thing of like blaming the woman, you know, or not believing the woman. But the reason women don't accuse people of sexual abuse when it hasn't happened is because it's a terrible stigma for them as well. Oh, yeah. You know, no one wants to be like, hey, I'm the raped chick. You know what I mean? You don't go around wanting to have that hanging over your head Mm -mm. unless there's like a really serious reason. Like, it's true, you know. No one wants that on their back. No one wants that. Yeah. And also, usually the girls are made to feel like it's their fault because they're gaslit into thinking it's it's their fault. It's such a shame. And and you guys, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, just Google Sin a Family. It'll all pop up. Somebody had, a few people had to resign. All the shit was on Facebook. Maybe it's been taken down, but you can find it yourself. And, uh, and, but then, you know, I hope it survives as a, I think it will. As a new, I mean, basically, it needs a woman to uh, be in that position now. I'm just soured on that place for a moment. I just need to go to New Beverly. I'm going to go to New Beverly. I'm going to go to... Come to Women Under the Influence screening. September yes! the 13th. Junixa, bravo! Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, um, it does, you know... I mean, oh, I can't even call it. It's too, it's yeah. too sad well, to but, talk but, about. But one of the girls... I'm just so glad all, all these court documents came out online and all this stuff. And, uh, and, and it was just so shocking. Like, one girl tried to quit. Or she got fired. She got fired. But then when she tried to get a new job... This guy who harassed her because whatever would would kept her from getting a new job. Like so, it was just like it was just never it's, ending. It anyway. always feels like there's when you're a woman. This is why. <laughs> okay, so you know people cried when they watched Wonder Woman. You know, and people were so f- didn't know where it came from in their like you know in their bellies when there was like this fight scene in Wonder Woman you know people who don't like action movies people who wouldn't really be moved by a a war scene in an action movie were all spontaneously breaking out into tears and that happened to me I was there with my god kids I think it's because you know whenever you enjoy whenever you kind of get to enjoy something there's so often this like pushback you're like I love this but, you know, I love American Apparel, but, you know, I love Vice magazine, but, you know, you know, you're like, this news is great, but then you have to endure this like other creepy side, you know, and it's like, and again, it's like something as pure and as sweet as like cine family, a community around the love of, oh, wait a minute, you know, there's always like this like pushback and, you know, like, you know, movies that you've loved growing up, you know, you, you kind of like, yeah, that's great movie, but. You know, there's always like this little negative, this little like tug in your belly that you like, that woman doesn't feel authentic, that I don't identify with her. I'll have to sort of think myself with some mental gymnastics into identifying with this guy. You know, and occasionally you get something that just feels like it's for you. It feels pure and honest. And when you see it, it's like such a good feeling. You're like, you you know, like you knew in that like that Wonder Woman moment that there wasn't going to be a moment like half an hour later where she gets like mansplained or ah. murdered or raped or like nothing bad. You know, she was going to be fine, and you can just enjoy this ride. You know, yeah. you're like, I can just let it go. Yeah, and I think when you watch films, good films directed by women, that's it gives you it can be kind of a sublime experience because it's kind of. You know, it speaks to you in a way that is feels really honest and authentic, and it's it's a different kind of enjoyment. You know, like the first time I saw Desperately Seeking Susan when I was eight, I a love kid. that movie. Oh my god! Oh. You know, and I just didn't even know why I was so obsessed with it, but it just you know, and at the end, she rules. She doesn't get like kind of you know kowtowed to this guy. She just carries on doing her thing. You know, yeah. and you know, 
it's so funny, so sassy. And you're like, what is it about this thing that makes it like so intoxicating to me? And then yeah. like, and it happened like through the years, you know, I'd have these different experiences, like watching a film like Morven Caller, where you're like, oh. I feel like, have you, I don't know if you've I've ever never seen, seen that. that. It's a film by Lynn Ramsey. Oh. Um, she made We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, okay. Before that. And she's in herself has got an amazing story. But, you know, it was just little things that she would do. And I was like, this is like me. You know, her story's extreme. But, you know, seeing it on the screen, I was like, oh, it's like this relaxing feeling of feeling like you're seeing yourself. Not yeah. doing the things that you necessarily do in your life. I don't mean like an exact representation, but just a feeling that feels like this feels right. That's this so feels right. true. You're so right on. I know there's so many movies that I like respond to, like Desperately Seeking Susan or even Broken English. I love the movie Broken yeah. English. And just so many movies, right? And I'm, I'm always like, oh, wow. Yeah, a woman directed this movie. And it's like, I didn't even realize it. But then afterwards, I'm like, oh, no wonder. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I just feel so safe and cozy. And uh, I don't yeah, know. Obviously, that's the same for like, people different races and from different countries you know it's like it is important for your sort of almost like self-confidence to feel represented yeah you know so you don't you feel worthy of that effort you know i wrote this post on instagram where i got so furious because uh you know in trying to get money for making a movie even if it's my first feature i have to come against this question where it's like Oh, you're direct. You wrote it, but you're directing it too. Because I think one of my, I have a male producer and a female female producer, and they always assume that my male producer is going to direct it. And I'm like, no, it's me. And they're like, oh wow, but you're going to act in it too, because I'm going to act in it. And they're like, well, that's very rare, and uh, and it's not that rare. So it's already not that rare that there are female directors who have written what they're directing, or just female directors. But also, so I compiled this list. I compiled this list of. uh, of I mean maybe it won't even come up because I was just so irritated and I wanted to have it have access to it immediately of all the female directors who have also starred in their own movies because I was furious I wrote female writer directors who have starred in their own movies Lena Dunham Jennifer Westfeldt uh, okay Desiree Akavan Noelle Wells Zoe Lister Jones Janixa Bravo oh no not Janixa Bravo sorry but I'd not like to, I'd like not to yet. see her in something Lauren Miller Miranda July Julie Delpy Barbara Streisand Anna Katz who are you saying you said Jane Campion Lake Bell oh Lake Bell I think she's on this list too you may be coming out uh, Anna Katz Anna Katz uh, Diane Cannon uh, Diane Ladd, Julie, just so many. Jane Burke and Bonnie Hunt, Chantal Ackerman. Yeah, great. Elaine May, Helen Hunt, Ozzy Argento, Greta Gerwig, Nadia. Just so many. And then other people wrote like comments. I was like, if I left any off, please. Uh, yeah, Lake Bell, somebody wrote. Uh, oh, man. Somebody wrote uh, Britt Marling, but I think she's only produced and starred in and written. Isn't that enough? Well, and, and a lot of the earlier, a lot of the way directors managed to get films made was they were actresses first yeah you know like your Ida Lupino's or whatever you know it was the only your way who? your who? Ida Lupino oh, you know yeah, in yeah. the 50s um, the only way uh, a woman could really get to be a director was almost to have that cachet of being an actress and in so many countries it's someone who's moved from being an actress to being a director so that's a very uh, um, strong lineage there well then also sometimes if what you're making is like super sexual or it's kind of awkward maybe is it yeah i mean maybe my thing yeah it's a little bit a little bit but uh but it's interesting because tell us about that well (laughs) well, you'll do it later but um but sometimes if you don't have the experience it might be harder to have an actress uh trust you to come in to do that 
And then also if it's very personal material and you feel like, well, fuck it, I could just be naked in this thing. I don't care. It's me. So, and you factor in the time of whatever, watching playback and all that. There's no hard and fast rules. There's no hard and fast rules. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, I had to to make that list because I was just so irritated because I was like, it it does exist. And why do I have to like, it's not just me trying to do it. It's been done before. It's going to be okay. It's like, ah, it's not, I'm not trying to ask for millions and millions or billions. Have you finished a script? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excitement. Yeah. If producers were going out for, for financing now, we have, you know, very, on the budget to see, you know, he'd be doing it in many different ways, whether, you know. Watch this space. Very sexual content coming your way. I mean, very se- I mean it's not that sexual, but, uh, you know, there's there will be nudity, but uh, but what's... Pegging. Okay. Pe- just only pegging. Pegging actually makes me very uncomfortable. Something obviously uh, like the rest of the world only know about because of Broad City. I know. I remember that episode where oh, she goes to the store and she has to buy the thing because she accidentally melted the, actually, the thing. you talked about this in one of your other podcasts. I did? How do you remember? Which one? Oh, that's someone from the Liz, Liz. Carey. That's hilarious. <laughs> I remember my own podcast. What now? You know, always comes back to pegging. Well, I mean, I don't. Does it? In the Catskills? No. Wait, how do we meet? Oh, we met. Um, oh, really <laughs> this funny. is a really awkward story. It's okay. I was talking about boys in bands. I was kind of on a kind of little mission with a boy in a band who I was not dating. Oh who, my god! Oh no! Who I was like rolling with. Okay. And we'd been to Mexico. And we'd had all these adventures, and we were supposed to go to the desert for New Year's Eve. And he'd kiboshed that because of some annoying ex-girlfriend stuff. And oh. and I was really cross because we were supposed to have this like great New Year's adventure. It was all set up. We were going to go on dune buggies. He was driving. We didn't we didn't make it. He was like, it's going to be fine. We're going to stay here. And I was like, it's not going to be fine. You ruined it. But anyway, so we're stuck in L.A. for New Year's Eve. And I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to go to one of those parties. Ooh. Oh, God. And then we, we were already drunk and we went to... One of those parties. Chris Holmes' party. Chris Holmes' no party. No, but, but you know. But you know, it's one of those sort of parties. And um and uh and then you like swooped in like you were levitating and like swooped him off. And then I was like, This is the worst New Year's Eve ever. Wait, were you guys dating kinda? No, we weren't dating, so it wasn't that bad. Oh my god, wait a minute, this is horrible. And I was like, It's that girl from the boys fucking thing. Boy the- crazy, you knew me from Boy Crazy. Oh my god, so I was I'm like, like, I can't believe my New Year's Eve has been kiboshed by the bitch from Boy Crazy. <laughs> I'm fucking furious. That's how we met. I and then we met the second time at was at the Ace Valentine's night, and I was with like a kind of Another an ex sort of oh. thing who's a lovely person, but always been very complicated. So that was kind of weird. And then I was like, sat down, and I was like, no fucking way. It's the bitch from Boy Crazy. Ah, I knew you didn't like me. <laughs> okay, go on. Go on. Yeah. And then I think I said to you, oh, yeah, I remember where we met. You fucked my friend. And you were like, we shut did- up. We didn't <laughs> fuck. That's the funny thing. I wish we had. We totally didn't fuck. I was being mean. And then you were like, shut up. I'm with <laughs> Oh, my God. You were being mean? Because I, I thought you were. Being mean. I wasn't being mean. I was just saying. That's so funny. By the way. But then we <laughs> met. And then I was like, you're lovely. And I was just being daft. You know what? I'm so glad we're talking about this. We got ten minutes. We have to be a we hard. We've never even had, talked about this. No, I love this because here's here's my scene. My my thing. I didn't want to go out that New Year's Eve. I was like, I don't want to go. Out. I don't want to go. Oh, fine. I'm gonna go out. I get to that Chris Holmes party on Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard five minutes before New Year's. I swoop in Z Berg from like some band, my whatever. Yeah. She's like, hey, and then I like get a drink. I turn and I see. Can I say who it was? Whatever. Yeah, sure. He Jamie, knows. what's the same band? The Reynolds. Jamie, what's the band? We don't say it's last name. What's his, what's his band? <laughs> he was in the 
Sorry, can I have a treat? Yeah. Um, he was uh, doing. He was in the Claxons. The Claxons. So I see this tall. But we mug. were definitely. We were just friends. Whatever. Okay. Here we go. So it okay. wasn't. It wasn't naughty. I was just being spoiled. And I did not fuck him. I wish I had. What did you do? Oh, we just made out. <laughs> we only made out. I don't even think I gave him a blowjob. No did way. I? This is none of our Jamie, business. What a loser. This is not. No, I wanted to have sex you didn't with him. Get a blowjob? No, I don't know. But the making, I was fine. But we didn't. I definitely didn't have sex, and I actually regretted it because I thought, "Fuck, that would have been fun." But anyway, I thought, "But you know what? If we'd never hung out again, thank God I didn't have sex with him, and I never hung out with him again." Anyway, let me finish the story because we got ten more minutes to wrap this shit up. So. I get to the place. It's, it was like a movie. Even I couldn't believe it. Even me, the bitch from I Boy Crazy. ending how it at began. The beginning. Well, I have to tell you that. Okay, so as a bitch from Boy Crazy, it's, I forget. I'm even, because I'm, I am very sensitive and I am very romantic. And I, oh my God, you're fully eating and like sucking on your fingers on my <laughs> podcast. Here, take this. Okay. So I swoop in five minutes to midnight and um, I get my drink. I see the tall guy and I'm like so tall. When I see a tall man, I'm like very excited. And I was like, Z, who's that? Then uh, it's like, it's like the countdown, and I and I we go downstairs with Z, and it's like five, four, three, two, and I look over at Jamie, and I went, "Will you be my New Year's kiss?" And he was like, "Oh, okay, governor, okay, or whatever." Anyway, so <laughs> so then we kiss, and I was like, "That was incredible." And then I get drunk, and he's go drinking, Jamie. but then but then and then you're there, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And, and I thought you guys were just friends, but then I thought like you weren't super loving of me you just see I didn't know you and I was trying to be a little bit cold and I went oh my god I think she hates me I don't know why what am I doing oh my god I don't even know her what okay got the vibe you split right I thought he split too I'm living my life because I have all these friends in Los Angeles I was born and raised here I know enough people and then all of a sudden I see him again he goes oh my friend left he stuck around because I lost him too I thought both of you left because I remember I remember okay so then we are trying to we walk from that place to my house we I we make out I remember keeping him downstairs for a long time because I had to get rid of like all my like vision inspiration boards that I think probably involved lots of his friends. Like it was like it was like lots of photos of Alexa Chung I had to remove. I was like I was like I don't want to know. Good idea. Oh my god, get them out. No, I mean I love Alexa. I didn't mean like that, but I mean just it'd be kind of weird if I had pictures of on my wall. No, it was just like fashion, like outfits I like, you know, inspiration boards. All right, we're friends now. We're friends now. Ease up. Okay. So I'm like, wait downstairs. I get rid of everything and just like, I'm like, you can come up now. And he like comes up and and we make out and we stay and hang out till the next day. We really don't have sex, which I have actively thought of because I was like thinking of him a lot after that. Drove him back to this place where he was staying. Uh, I know you guys forgot your credit cards and all this weird shit happened. (laughs) That's done, right? Okay. Um, So that happens. Did you want to interject? Because I got more. Uh, I, all I was going to say was, that, see, that's classic. See, I've, I've evolved since then because yeah. I was, it was Jamie that I should have been cross at. Oh, yeah. Why are you mad at me? You don't even know me. What did I write on my blog that you hated? I'm, and also, I'm more, you know, we're grownups now more. So, and like, listen, I'm just living now my life. Evolved. I think we would have been very similar. We probably had, had a lot well, of We would have had more fun if he wasn't there. I can't believe my boy. Well, yeah. Well, he was very <laughs> handsome. I just like big men. But whatever. I'm so glad. <laughs> I, and I'm less uh, slutty, for lack of a better word. Oh, I hate that word. Than people you think. be slutty. I, I made sure to not have sex. Like, sex could have surely happened, but I didn't. But I fucking should have, because... Uh, I hope Jamie gets to hear this. He's be, he was sorry. He was sorry. He was sorry for what? Not for hanging out with you, but sorry for abandoning me. Abandoning On New Year's you. Eve after I took him to Mexico. Oh, oh I mean, but I no, but you him. went him he after. Just you went came. to Mexico after. Oh, that is And he true. only said nice things about you and said that you were expanding his mind. And he said, oh, I love her a ton. She's wonderful. And my God, what do I know? I, didn't, I, you guys, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But then he was like, and I, I had this, I, 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 I just thought you were incredible because I'm like, wow, she knows everything. Because the way he spoke of you. 
you're on this pedestal, okay? <laughs> and he said, you guys work together and you're really good friends and you're like really helping him shift and all this stuff. So I was like, that's always what I've known of you. For-. Then years later, I'm in a relationship. Then you realize now that I was more small-minded really, and I was just cross. Really quite rude and unfair, actually. And then, and then, but you read my blog? But, you read my blog a little bit? No, I, did, I didn't. Knew I of it. knew of it. Why? I don't know. I Ugh. guess it was a known thing. Why do people have to be haters? Okay, anyway, whatever. No. I was just, I was I, I just sad because my New Year's Eve had been ruined. Yes, I know. It's okay. So I'm only a human. We're only just fallible We're just people. Trying We're just trying the best we be can. Happy. Okay, leave us alone, everybody. And it's, all, it's all mended. And look, here we are now. Isn't it on the best podcast I've ever done <laughs> in my goddamn life? Okay, wait. So resolving got, it. Resolving it now. Live. We got five minutes to wrap the shit up. I have to tell you. Then I run into you uh, at the Ace Hotel. Valentine's night for um for spiritualized, spiritualized where they're playing what was ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen we're floating on what we're floating on earth whatever okay so we're at the spiritualized night where like so and I'm there with my boyfriend I've been with for about like we end up being together for like two and a half years and we had dated we had dated as teenagers for two and a half years and then we're dating as adults as two two and a half years for two and a half years. So that was our special thing. And you plopped in next to me. And I'm like, and then some, I didn't know it was you. And then all of a sudden somebody spills a drink on me. And I like look was over it. Yes, it was oh, you. I, that was definitely not on purpose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my style. Jerry's still out, baby. Just kidding. No. And I'm like, I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And then I look and I'm like, oh God, that girl, she hates me. Because I just didn't get, you know, I was like, oh my God, she's so cool. And I'm just some piece of trash. <laughs> no okay. Way. And then, and then my boyfriend at the time. When he drinks, and he's a band boy, drummer of Modest Mouse, no big deal. I think it's pretty cool, though. Whatever. Okay. So I anyway. love the drummers. I, I love, love the drummers. drummers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm a feminist, but. Uh, but, I mean, I love. Oh, you were with a drummer, too, right? And Julian was a drummer. Julian, my dad's name is Julian. Aristotle drums as well. He's it's very handsome. a beautiful handsome. name. Okay. So, to bring this full story home. So, I look over at you, and Jeremiah, my then boyfriend, uh, when he drinks, he would get very jealous. Ooh. So, the first thing I was, first thing out of your mouth was, Oh yeah, you made out with Jamie, and you didn't say fuck. You, you said you said made yeah, out. I'm glad. I'm glad. And I and I looked that at you and I went, uncouth. and I was like, already, well, I already was in a weird thing with him, and also it's like that's my boyfriend, and it's also like, why do we even need to share that information? And I'm here with my boyfriend, so I thought, did she? Do, and I I never let that go. I was like, after that, I went, but did she do that purposely to hurt me? Why would she be me? And I actually held on to it, and it made me feel horrible and I spiraled over it I used to spiral no. no I'm not trying to put this on you I'm just saying like I'm so glad we're having no, this come full circle so bad, though. then later that I because I thought you were racy I thought you were boy crazy so I thought you'd just be like yeah I did owning it I'm boy crazy no the boy crazy thing was just about it's just like a pop phrase to talk about feelings and emotions and dating okay I got that wrong yeah I'd heard that it was a website that gave you advice on how to pull it was about everything, but it was. It doesn't mean I'm not. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. And I got so annoyed by but men. But it was just that I wasn't. It wasn't like I'm targeting this at you as a painful thing. It oh was yeah. Just like, For me, it was just more like I'm there on a date. My date probably wouldn't want to hear that. Yeah, that. Is and valid. also, we don't know the situation, and See, he now does I'm get very the bad person. No, 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 you're not the bad person. But the thing with the boy crazy label for so long uh, was that people would look at would 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 not wouldn't look, inspect deeper and read what I actually wrote. When you read what I wrote, it was it was really like. Uh, it was it was either just completely funny or it was like so raw and like introspective and spiraling emotional spirals and overthinking. Anyway, to wrap the story up and finish the thing, later that night, uh, he I ended feel up so bad no, about that. Please don't, please don't. I'm not. But later that night, my my boy, jealous ex boyfriend ended up getting in like a fight with another band guy, 
they're something about like being in defense or protective of me because he didn't like how who the guy was, looked at me. Who was like the band that Modest Mouse hates? Oh, not Modest. Oh, they just, like. I just, mean, like, what, what was that? Like it was Oasis like, Blur. No, no, it was like it was Jeremiah just got irritated by Lee from Trash Talk. It was so dumb. It was just so dumb. And then, like, my boyfriend, like... Words you never hear anymore. I know. So, so, and then it ended up in a horrible fight where, you know, those drunken fights, oh, yeah. those rock and roll drunken weird... Sounds fun. It, well, you see, I mean... I, I think I punched him in the stomach... Do you know, I feel like Tina Fey when, uh, in 30 Rock when she goes back to her school reunion and finds out she was the mean one. <laughs> You're not the give me your hand. I'm you don't understand. This is changing. Thank God we're here. This changes everything. Huggles. And I, do you regret doing this podcast? Oh, I've absolutely had a blast. I, I do, hope. No, I love doing this podcast because I'm so. This is what I needed. Oh, See, I absolutely. I think it's the best way. You've got to be. It's things that I've learned getting yeah. older. It's you just got to talk it out, and we'll get to know each other more. Because per, perception is always, you know, one sided, and we have our own stories and we're projecting stuff. Anyway, tell us last last but not least. Just write real quick. What do people need to to pay attention to? Women under the influence on Instagram. Yeah, please join us at Women Under the Influence on Instagram. There's going to be so many more exciting things happening. And yeah, September thirteenth, we have a Genixa screening. But you have to sign up to the mailing list to uh, you know get the info, and you have to be quick about it. Be quick about it. And here's to our flourishing new relationship as as women who know <laughs> we better. Are one. We are one, and I adore you. And I'm so glad I got to say my side, and you got to tell me your. It was so fun. I but love live. that. That's my live. favorite. Isn't that great? This is like, you know, this is it's like Oprah or something. We were really just like getting to it. We're like Oprah. I love you, and thank you for being on the podcast. So such a joy. Thank okay. you for having me. Why did you stutter? <laughs> Say it again, but clearly. I thought you were going to say something. It has been such a joy. I said that looking into your eyes deeply. Such a joy. Such a goddamn joy. Thank you. Kisses. Bye. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 